Raise your hand if you grew up hearing, oh no, you can't do that. What will people say? Or, Lok kya kehenge? I thought this was a thing of the past, but it's still going strong and not just in the South Asian community. I love talking to people and finding out interesting tidbits of information about them. Yes, I'm curious, but mostly just fascinated with people who don't really care what anyone else thinks. Forget societal norms. I'm here to introduce them to you. These men and women have broken free of cultural or familial expectations and are doing the most out-of-the-box things. Whether it's a Pakistani woman like me with a master's degree in education who started a cleaning company or a college professor who started a fashion brand, you'll be inspired and amazed to hear their stories and how they're living the truest and most authentic life completely against the grain. I am your host, Farnaz Dar, and we're talking about going against the grain. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us at the Going Against the Grain podcast. My name is Farnaz Dar, and guys, we've got such a special person here today, somebody who is near and dear to my heart and an inspiration. Helen Ober is a 25-year veteran of emotional intelligence, and she's a social and emotional learning specialist. Basically, that means she teaches the teachers and she teaches the directors. Helen has worked with thousands of parents and teachers. Her mission is to equip them with the skills that support a child's emotional health, encourage them to simply love and let go of perfection, and to empower them to be the confident leader every child needs. Apart from that, Helen is also a leader in the community here. She is the host, or she has many masterminds and hosts book clubs. She's a life coach and just a general wealth of information love and inspiration. And I'm so glad that you are here with us today, Helen. Thank you. How are you? Thank you, Farnaz. Boy, it's nice hearing all about that person. I know. Who is that? Who is that? The one thing I'll say off the bat is that Helen and I, we spoke and I was like, Helen, let's be real on this podcast and let's not pretend. So I want you to be you and I'm going to be me. So, uh, so Helen, tell me. You, I know you're a Pennsylvania gal. Just give us a little brief history of how you grew up, where you grew up, and the backstory. Yeah, I grew up in this area. I was working class family. My father worked for Allenwood Steel, a steel company nearby. He was a great role model because his work ethic was incredible. And my mother worked my whole childhood. She was a secretary to the president of community college. And so she was really? a great role model, too. And I was the youngest from two brothers. Mm -hmm. so we didn't have much, but I didn't know that. Um, right. We never missed Sunday school and church. And uh, there was lots of love. And we spent a lot of time together as a family. Yeah. Yeah. What were your dreams or what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? <laughs> At one point, I, again, as a little girl, we, we kind of program our little girls. And that's what I'm working on with families now to open opportunities by being a nurse or a teacher. And definitely a mom. And so, yeah, I did become a teacher. Those were the expectations that were kind of yep. put on you verbally or maybe? Well, I guess indirectly. Indirectly. Right. Yeah. What inspired you as a child? What were the things that excited you? It's really interesting how people do influence. They used to tell me, oh, you're so good with children. Children mm -hmm. really like you. And really? you, know, you start to believe what you hear. I had this gift of empathy back then. 
I had yeah. a special needs brother and he would read to me from the film book because he was developing his speech. <laughs> and, you know, so I spent a lot of time helping my brother and helping a blind man who lived with us for a while, our cousin. Mm -hmm. I really believe in children being exposed to all the parts of the, of life. Yeah. So I think that's what was a big influence for me. I had sensitivity to people with, with special needs. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the expectation to help your brother and your cousin was something that was expected of you? As I know you said you have two brothers, so you're the only girl. Was there any expectations to put upon you? Yeah, I think there were because there's eight and 12 years difference between my brothers. Mm. I was the best mistake my mother ever made, she said. <laughs> I think the expectation was that we had a lot of turmoil in our family with my brother with his special needs. And, right. and I was this little girl and my expectation was to make everybody happy. Mm. So mm -hmm. I was the one that was kind of like, they tell me their joy, right? And so I was the fixer. I was right. the fixer in the family because of who I was and being the only little girl in the family. Did you accept that role or did, I know my own story. I naturally fell into a lot of that being the eldest South Asian in a Pakistani family. But as an adult, I recognized that, oh, there was a little bit of like brewing anger or resentment, not outwardly, but just a soft layer that was brewing that I, so I'm wondering yeah, if that happened. I didn't have resentment and I, I wasn't spoiled, but I was given a lot of attention. Yeah. I think when I became a teenager and my father was working and yes. my mother would say, oh, now when you grow up and you're going to leave me, I'll be alone. Right. And so I think there was that subliminal guilt put on me to sure. not leave home. Although I did as soon as I could. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well then, okay. So you know, the whole thing that we're talking about here are what will people say, and you can't do that because you're going to go against the grain here. What kind of things in your life do you feel like you went against the grain in maybe later on, it sounds like? Yeah. yeah. Now I remember driving myself to school, to college. Right. They were very supportive. So I did not go against the grain early on. I did not go against the grain. I had an apartment after college with a girlfriend. I had lots of fun. So I... I don't think I went against the grain in those years. Right. I lived up to my parents' expectations, I believe. Yeah. And career-wise and everything? Yeah. Was that? I, I got a teaching job right out of college. Mm -hmm. uh, and I met my husband of 41 years now. Wow. Uh, yeah. Back then at Phil's Rock Room in Avalon, New Jersey. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Having a good time. And... No, so that made my parents happy. I taught school, but I, I did not love teaching because I was it was not easy back then. I taught for many years, but it was it was a lot of work. And and then I got married and I was fortunate to be able to stay home because a year later then we had our child. And so I stayed home with our first. And nice. Parenting is such an important part of you. And I know that you did work in such a way that you didn't have to compromise your role as mom or family and things like that. Tell us briefly about that. And yeah, so yes, I would have lived in a lean to against a mountain in order to raise my children. That would have been going against the brain. That's for sure. <laughs> I know. I didn't care. I didn't care about material things. I, I just had this maternal instinct. I really wanted to be, and with an education and psychology degree, nice. I really wanted to be the main influence of my youngest children, young children. Right. And so I did then begin selling educational products for Discovery Toys because that was mm -hmm. totally in alignment. I could help parents pick out good educational products. At the same time, 
it was the best of both worlds. I was home sure. during the day with my kids, and then my husband was with them at night when I'd go out and do my Discovery Toy shows. Yeah. Yeah, it was perfect for many years. I rose to the top of that company mm -hmm. and living high and traveling all over the world with all these trips that I was earning and taking our kids and my husband. And then when you're least expecting it, the economy crashes. Sure. Sure. Uh, up until then, you know, things were really comfortable. Let me ask you a question about that really quickly before you get to that economy crashing pivot okay. there. Let's so, stay in a happy place. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's stay in a happy place for a second. Okay. So I know we've talked about this. So I have your permission to ask you about this. I know you're not 30, but you've got the energy of a 30-year-old. So, you know, just a little bit older than maybe I am. I'm just wondering when you were out there being this rock star salesperson, taking your family on all of these all around the world, literally all around the world. What was community like? What were people saying? Was it like, go ahead, Helen, or what are you doing, Helen? Well, yeah, I wasn't as old as I am now then. And yeah, right. back then I was very competitive. Like I loved achieving. Yes. I, so that's why I think direct sales and sales were my forte because I loved carrots. I loved working towards goals. Yeah, yes, that was perfect. So yeah, it wasn't until later that I recreated myself mm. because I had been building myself all along. I was reading and listening, continuing to grow, but, yeah. but I was very comfortable. Sure. And then when things changed, yeah, then I had to recreate myself. And my eight was something to talk about more recently because yeah. I've really taken off in my later years. I heard John Maxwell talking about starting a leadership coaching program, and I'm a founding partner of that. And that mm -hmm. was the biggest door opener for me. Mm -hmm. Had the economy not crashed my husband's job, I wouldn't have sought something different. Tell us how the economy affected your husband's uh, He lost his business. business. Okay. And so then he had his own business in the building industry. Mm -hmm. And with everything crashing, there he was without work. So like, was he the sole provider? What would say? Like, he was the sole provider. And you were cushion. Yeah. yeah. And even though I was at the top of the direct sales, I was at the top mm -hmm. of the How do you normally say it, Helen? How do you normally say that? Oh, you mean the, the top seller in the world? In the universe? <laughs> yes. In the yes. Universe. There you go. That's another podcast to learn about yeah. your sales techniques and how you became the master of the universe. Yeah. But yeah. My husband lovingly calls me a pit bull. For sure. I think it's a compliment. I hope your listeners like me. Yeah, they'll like you. They'll like you. And if not, they're, they're wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I became certified as a leadership coach and opened so many doors. And again, I was like stepping into new territory. Yeah. I, I've never done anything like that. And although I wasn't afraid to pick up the phone and call people. So I figured out where to get, how to build mastermind groups. But, you know, I got the support of the John Maxwell team. Sure. But also you have, the, okay, so you do have this support and you have something that you feel passionate about and you think, and you are going to be good at. Yes. But you've never done it before. Right. But also you've started doing this now when your husband's business has, has fallen or yeah. closed and the economy seems, so was it the natural thing to do is to go and start yeah, a brand right. new business in an industry or career that you have no experience? Yeah, or and I didn't know experience? anyone who had succeeded in that business either. wasn't like I was surrounded with people that are coaches and trainers and all of that. No, I, it was divine intervention. But as far as taking the risk and going against the grain, I think that people expected me because we wanted to hold on to our house. 
uh, expected me to get a job, get a sure. job. Um, do you have any, do you have any memories of an individual? We don't have to name them or certain things that people, specific things that people may have said to you back then? No, it's interesting. I really wish that people would say things to me because I love discussions of mm -hmm. opposing opinions. Sure. Oh, somebody had said, are you, aren't you afraid to start something new? Aren't you afraid? Or what if you don't make it and you've spent this money to become certified? What do you, nobody says that, but you get this feeling and I would rather people say, that's a number one lesson. Just say what you think and feel and then people yeah. have a dialogue. But I got this feeling because like little things like, oh, okay, I hope you can make it. You know, yeah. Or I don't know that I had a hundred percent support because it was a lot was riding on this. So you didn't have a hundred percent support. I think one of the things that I've come to realize as I've gotten older is I don't care what people think, generally speaking, but I do care about what people close to me or people that I value think. So did you have like your husband's support and people really close to you? Was that able yeah. to move you forward? Yeah, my parents were still alive and they mm -hmm. they supported me. It was my brother who loaned me the money to be, to go through the program. Got it. And my husband, he always supported me. He doesn't really understand this world that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And sure. he doesn't care. He doesn't yeah. understand it. So it's just right. fine. It works for us. So, yeah, I think I, I don't know. I've always been one to go against the grain since we're talking about that. In sure. Grade, everybody had a choice to take an instrument. Everybody took the clarinet. I said, uh-uh. I took the violin. Okay. I wanted to be different. I mean, I sure. back in different ways that I opposed going along with everybody else's. Right, right, right. A little, a little stubborn, yeah. Are you happy with the coaching math? Or you, did that yeah, direction I, help you? Been awesome, yes. It's opened so many doors. I still have coaching clients, mastermind groups. I just love that personal, deep, forward-thinking mind. Yeah. People coming together to really go deep in topics. I have to do that. Yeah, I have to tell you, Helen, your mastermind groups and your book clubs, I've been a part of them now for a few years and a couple of different ones. And the way that you bring together people energetically or just the people who match is so fantastic. Oh, oh I guess I have to charge you more. We've got to get them going. Let's just keep yeah. that going. But yeah. I mean, you have a natural way of just bringing. Well, thank you with for people. saying that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's. When you find what your passion is and when, you know, your sweet spot, mm -hmm. I feel like my coaching at my mastermind groups, I feel like it's yeah. supposed to be doing and just empowering people I had to pick a word. People come together. Like you said, not everybody opens up freely and sure. that much trust to be vulnerable and to help people feel that way. Yeah. So not to transition, but right now I'm doing professional development trainings for mm -hmm. early childhood educators. Right. And families. In fact, I'm what brought that on? Tonight. Hmm? How did that happen? How did that happen? So in my course of movement, I was doing parenting workshops. Okay. And I just, I got tired of looking for people. I got tired of marketing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the low hanging fruit for me were childcare centers. Okay. So I could, and so then in Pennsylvania, I have 50 courses that I've created. Another strength that I've discovered about myself, I love content creation. Right. So I ask, where's your pain, teachers and families? And then mm -hmm. I put together a course, get it approved. So yeah. teachers get credit. And so I started just getting on the phone and calling. And every time we went anywhere, anytime we traveled, I would always make appointments with nearby child care centers. 
Right. And, right. And just go show them what I have, some of my, my list of topics and, and make appointments and I then could do it virtually. So, so that's how so I it's like a melding of your direct sales background with some coaching ability and all of it coming together for this new passion now and a new avenue for you to bring your gifts and your strengths. That's fantastic. I love your topic. So going against the grain. For me, it would have, for so many people, the grain being, I don't want to fail and look dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? If you don't try, you may as well fail. Absolutely. So, you know, there's so much need in the world. Sure. Much need. And maybe it's, maybe not everybody has the same gifts, but to be able to step out and just knock on someone's door and say, I know you weren't expecting me, but I really would love to share some information with you. And then I'll the phone call. But people don't say no to that, but people are afraid to, to step out and do a little extra. How have you been able to do it? I know you're not 30. Right. You know, a lot of your circle is close to retirement age. Oh, or yeah. No, my book age. club, I'm in a book club, investment club, a yoga group, all in my neighborhood. And what I'm I, yeah, 90% of the women have retired. Exactly. Yes. And professional jobs, they've retired for as a pediatrician, as, and that's awesome for them. And they're looking forward to finding new ways to be happy. I never want to retire because I okay. really, I just, there's so much work to do. And a, yeah, I'm over 65 and, yeah. and I have just, I created this program, Becoming Better Together, comprehensive mm-hmm. program for training directors, teachers, and families. Right. The continuity of bringing it all together. Yeah. And so I created it and it's like, you build it, they'll come. I created it and I have been doing trainings. And then didn't I get a call from the CEO and saying, can we talk about you becoming our trainer? I came in, I presented this thing. So I'm doing it now. We're like into the first year. We're looking at a three-year program through Pennsylvania into the country, throughout the country. And actually, if anybody's looking for work, I'm going to be hiring people to do what I do. Well, that's fantastic. starting to do. And yeah, all virtual. And I would you would be certified with my content and you could then work your own hours training childcare directors and teachers and families across the country. There's just so much. There's so much with you, Helen. Right in your years, people are looking to retire and like figuring out where in Florida or what assisted living or what they're going to be living in. And you are like, well, okay, we'll think about that later. I've got a new thing that I need to change the world. And gosh darn it. Okay. Now is the time. And I don't want, I don't judge anyone because everyone had their impact in different ways. But personally, I could not, I could not find enough fulfillment without giving back. Well, I, you know, Helen, I don't even know if it's judgment. It's more of the mindset that we've kind of been programmed with, right? About like, oh, okay. I'm too old to learn the technology. I'm too old to start something new. I'm, you know, I'm done now. But boy, your boy, I mean, no exaggeration when I, how many times have I said that you are like the most youthful woman, uh, you know, I hope to be as youthful as you when I'm your age. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that because that's what I want to be remembered as someone who didn't stop giving until God decides my time is over. And I really believe, and I really believe, because I do have a course that I teach to adults on finding your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And it's all about having a purpose. Children 
Oh, children need a purpose. And a purpose doesn't have to be, you know, end world hunger. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we've talked so much about how there's such a need for parents learning how to parent. Yeah. And children, like educators and, and adults in general, just understanding raising children. And your work is great and your work is so needed. And everyone who's listening will be able to find all of Helen's information in the show notes and things like that. Please, please, please feel free to reach out to her. She's a wealth of information and just very necessary. And I'm really glad that you're doing your work in it. I want yeah. to see you up on big, big stages and your program yeah. in every school district and school. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the world is changing. The world is always changing. The world's changed forever. Right. But adapting to the changes requires figuring out what is needed. And yes. right now, people need connection. Mm -hmm. Children need connection. Parents need connection. Adults need connection. We're social beings. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of upheaval. And yet, sticking together and continuing to grow, mm -hmm. find new ways to, again, contribute. Well, I love the fact that you were able to cover your ears and put your blinders on to keep you focused on what you know your contribution to the world is. And for sure, it's, it's great. It's great. And, and yeah. in the next 20, 30 years, Howard, we'll see you making strides and doing more and more and bigger <laughs> and bigger. And, uh, yeah. So I guess just, I guess one little piece of advice would be, yeah, to just, just reflect on what your attitude is because, you know, the, at your attitude, are you optimistic and positive? I mean, during COVID, I thought, wow, people need, so I had all kinds of mastermind groups going yeah. virtually yeah. because that's what people needed. So many people were, woe is me, sure. know, couch potatoes. I mean, not that I wasn't too, but we all had a little healthy, a little dose of that. But I think the ones who, who stood in the doom and gloom of it all, yeah, it was a missed opportunity, I think, for people. And the ones right. who used that time to join a mastermind or get a virtual group going, I think they really benefited. Right. Things like that. Well, I thank you so much for everything you've done, everything you do. And I hope that people who listen to this my age, younger than me, and even at your senior citizens and older folks will be inspired to be like, if Helen Ober is making changes and doing big things at this age, I think we all can. And I don't mean to dismiss the impact of how you benefited your husband and your family and stepped up and took a risk when things looked a little bit uncertain for you. So that's fantastic. I think you've already answered this, but when you're long gone, what are the few words that you want people to say about you? Yeah, persevere, determined, family-centered, faithful, no matter what. Yeah. And the pit bull, that's for good things. That's right. That's right. Nothing can stop you when you're that determined. Awesome. Awesome. Helen, thank you so much for your time. I know that you said that you could talk about yourself for a whole hour, but and this will be a, to be continued for the next project or next thing well, that you're working on. I do want to say to the listeners, feel free to reach out to me. I would love if you have some questions or even if you're like at a crossroads in your own life, how do I get that courage? How do I get that determination? I know I work with women on how to become confident. Right. So sometimes it's just having one person to talk to and listen to. So reach out to me. Helen at HelenOber.com is my email. HelenOber.com is my website. Email me at Helen at HelenOber.com. That'll be in the show notes as well. 
Helen, again, thank you so much. Thank you all listeners for joining us. Remember, I always say it's not easy going against the grain, but when you do, it makes a great story. <laughs> thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you, right. Barnaz. You're welcome. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me today. And for once, I'd really like to know what people think. So please follow, download, submit a rating and review on iTunes and share us with your friends. To learn more about how I followed my gut and went way against the grain, visit my website, sofennel.com. <laughs>